Wrestling with Rosenberg. I'm Peter Rosenberg. And my lord, uh, the WWE champion and a guy I've wanted to talk to for a long time. CM Punk is here today. How are you, sir? I'm lovely. How are you? Oh, man, I'm fantastic. I've, I've wanted to get a hold of you since, of course, that the epic night of the legendary promo last summer. Um, I would actually been going through a rough period in my life, and that was maybe the first thing that really cheered me up last summer was really? seeing wow. was seeing that promo. It was such a night. My fiance's sitting there going, you know, what's what's happening? What's happening? And I was trying to explain to her that this this middle ground of like, well, no, you don't understand. This is this is he's really exposing things that are real right now, but it's still an awesome storyline. And um did you realize when you when you did that promo that you were kind of getting into that territory of legendary wrestling status as far as a, a moment? No, because it wasn't my design to have this be a platform to even continue my career. I was I was done. I had that was my last Monday Night Raw. You know, I I I, I was I was going overseas uh, the next day. We were doing a tour of Australia and New Zealand, and I was coming back. And oh, well, I'm I'm sorry, that was my second to the last one. We were coming back doing TV in Boston, and then I had the pay per view. So to me, I was legit. Like, I'm already on the pay-per-view. What Are they going to fire me two weeks before I do it? I figure they're going to take me off the uh, the international tour. And, you know, there, there was nothing they could do. There was no repercussions for my actions. So I just went out there and I said what I felt. I spoke from the heart. And you didn't seem nervous. You did not seem more. You weren't scared about the repercussions. Like, just Vince's reaction when you walk back through the curtain after doing that? No, no. I was I was legit. I was prepared to fight people. I thought maybe it would it would come to that. But, you know. And, and maybe, you know, 10, 20 years ago, I certainly probably would have had to have. But it's a, you know, it's a different company now. <laughs> yeah. You know? it's, it is slightly different. Um, okay. The, the biggest gripe I think people had was that you returned so quickly. Yeah, and that seems to be there. There, there are like two or three steps in which people would say it didn't turn out the way we maybe dreamed it would turn out. Mm-hmm. Did you want to come back as quickly as you did? No, you you wanted to actually milk this for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think there's there's things we could have done, and you know, another time and another place, we we could have done it. But um, I think what everyone needs to realize, and and you know, it's it's what I realized is that uh, you know, SummerSlam needed a main event. You know, and that's just that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Uh, there's situations that, yeah, it could always uh, be done better, but we run 52 live Monday Night Raws a year, and you need you need content. And right now, the roster is so thin um, that promo catapulted me into uh, an area that I'd never been before. So it almost you know, like overnight, I became I became the guy. I became, they needed me, you know? And so what was that like? What was that next meeting like when you knew they needed you? I mean. <laughs> uh, it's interesting, you know? Um, it's very, very interesting. And I mean, to, to say that promo changed my life would probably be an understatement, you know, because it changed it professionally. It changed it personally. Uh, I mean, I would, I get recognized all the time. Me and you, uh, prior to this off camera, had a conversation about how when you're, you know, you're, you're a wrestler in some circles, you're the biggest celebrity in the world. You know, I could be standing next to, you know, Jay-Z or Mick Jagger and somebody would be like, holy crap, it's CM Punk. And then, you know, there's other instances where I can, you know, walk freely about and nobody recognizes me and nobody cares, which is, you know, preferable. But after that promo, I, I, I can't go anywhere. 
even, yep. even to this day. You know, I can't go anywhere. And that's it, it's it's awesome, but it has its downsides too. Um but you know, to me it's it's all positive because I, I think I, I still think I'm I'm helping facilitate change. When you got back though, and then a few weeks later, a month later, two months later, it started to feel like, all right, we're now used to the fact that CM Punk is the top guy. Um did any concern or frustration set in about like, uh oh, I don't want to just have this become a part of regular programming now. Right. Because then you end up being a part of storylines that are just regular storylines. It's no longer this big thing. How do you avoid getting caught in just the kind of regular trappings of doing a weekly television show, which is what this is? I, you know what? I don't know if you can. I don't know if I do avoid any of that. Um, I just always consciously try to stay a little bit edgy, you know, and that is always a battle with the office, you know. I always do... Uh, I don't ask to do things. I just apologize for them afterwards. I still do and say things that that, that piss people off. You know, um, I'm not doing anything that I know is against like FCC regulations, or I'm not trying to to, to anger sponsors or anything like that. But I know that I have to be uh, you know different than everybody else, and I have to go out there and I have to be me. And I know what works and I know what doesn't. So it's. It's always that interesting dichotomy of, you know, hey, we want you to say this. And I go, okay, you know, and I rip it up and I quietly. Just How much do you have to do now of what's written versus what's. I don't have to do anything that's written. At this, you're, you have that stat, carte blanche to decide what you want to use. And Here's the funny thing. I don't think anybody has to do what's written. Everybody is so petrified to rock the boat or they're not skilled enough to do their own stuff. Like people get handed stuff. And I, I honestly, truly believe that across the board, it's a suggestion. You, it's up to you to put it into your words. It's up to you to do, you know, what you want. There's been times when I get handed stuff, and I go, "I'm not, I can't do," and it changes the entire show. You know, I let's do this, and you know, and they're they're now very receptive to. They listen to me. You know? So I guess the, the the difference is if you're going to change something, just make it good. It better be something that's good and not that's, worse than and what that's was the written. Thing, and that's the hardest thing to me you, that you learn in this business, and that's what I tell young guys all the time, that you you just have to know. You just have to know what's good and what sucks. And, you, and you know, sometimes you're wrong, you know. But, you, I mean, you, 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 I say I got the best guts in the business, and if my brain disagrees with my guts, I always just go with my gut. What is your gut telling you about the uh, situation with Chris Jericho and how special that could be? I mean, this seems like something that people could be very, very excited about. Um, I think, I, I think it could be very, very special. I think uh, if we handle it the right way, um, everybody's so fickle, though. You know, I, I, I read online somebody said that they're, man, I'm sick of punk and Jericho already. And the genius about that is we haven't done anything yet you know like <laughs> hasn't started it's brilliant it's brilliant that he's already so mad and he's already so over this like we we haven't even done anything yet you how know? do you how do you respond though even like i'm sure on the comments on this video as it sits on youtube right this very second will be people who have never been near 
gorilla, never been near anything in the wrestling business pontificating about how things should be done in hand. And that's not to say that there aren't people who really know wrestling, because I do resent the idea that you have to be a, and because as you know better than anyone, there are plenty of hacks who have been in the business for 40 years and don't know anything about a good storyline. So it's not to say there aren't people who have a, you know, a smart idea online, but every person now who's a smart wrestling fan has a really strong opinion about how everything should be yeah, and, done. Yeah, and more power to them, but uh, you know, you could take any one of those those people and you could give them you can give them the, the position of booker and they would lose their mind. They don't, you know, they don't realize that all the the little intricate things that go into putting stuff together and you know, and, and on top of that, you know, we're we worry about ratings in this company, which to me is is madness at this point. Ratings uh, don't mean anything except to the sponsors, which is why we do it because we want to keep the sponsors happy. But um, ratings, and you know, it's like you read breakdowns of ratings, and and I, I just think everyone loves being negative. Everyone loves ah, they shouldn't have done that. Punk came back too soon. They did, and it's just like shut up and enjoy it. You know, like, and I, yeah, I know sometimes it gets really, really bad and, and and then you can be vocal about that, but it's just like nobody lets anything play out. They forget. It's like they almost forget that there's a, there's going to be a raw next week. You know, it's going to, it's going to keep going. Oh, this is so bad. I can't believe they did that. And then like, you know, next week they'll be like, wow, that was, that was great. I shouldn't have, you know, jumped the gun. And it, I just, if people would let stuff play out, you know, just kind of sit back and watch what happens with me and Jericho. You what know. what's your relationship like with old uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley? It's pretty good, I think. <laughs> Seems solid. <laughs> yeah. No awkwardness after the the uh, you know people can act a certain way about cutting a promo on them and their and their wife. Yeah, and you know, I mean, honestly, I guess I'll I'll never really truly know, but I mean, yeah, I mean, we 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 have a good open relationship, I guess. You know, we we, we talk. Um, he's he's very knowledgeable about the business and he's in a spot where, you know, he knows a lot of stuff uh, about the behind the scenes stuff that I'm fascinated about. And that's, I pick his brain about that. Stuff. I mean, he's been around for a while now. When yeah. you look up, he's been around for a while. And he's someone who does catch from the, from the internet. People love to hate on sure. Triple H and how he's just, you know, ransacked the business. This, this is a guy who actually is pretty knowledgeable. Well, he's in a position and now I'm in a position where I can ask him questions. I can ask him like, okay, uh, I, I don't understand why we put a guy like Brodus on on TV, mm -hmm. and then he's been off TV for two weeks. Like, right. you know, very confusing to the fans. Explain too. that, right? Explain that to me, Hunter. You know, and then he tells me, and it's like, okay, I, I, I see that, I get that. You know, but you know, it, it we're not just catering to the people who are you know probably watching this, right? Um, <laughs> You know, we're we're catering to a much wider audience, so it's just like, yeah, we 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 get a lot of criticism levied towards us, um, him in particular, uh, from the people who, you know, are very much smart to the business. You know, so like I said, everyone everyone has a voice, everyone's got an opinion. A buddy of mine asked me about we're just coming off elimination chamber right now, which was a uh, interesting pay per view, um, but uh, a friend of mine who used to uh, write for the uh, company said that you were involved in a pay-per-view, uh, an elimination chamber back in 2006, uh, that he thought you'd have strong feelings about that. Uh, originally, um, the current champion, which I believe was Big Show, was it, yep. it was supposed to lose the title in the first five minutes, ensuring that there would be a new champion. Yep. And at the last minute, this idea was nixed, and shortly thereafter, Paul Heyman left the company. 
What do you remember about that elimin- uh, fateful elimination chamber back in 06? I think I think you could sum up CM Punk in a nutshell, like on that day. And it's the funny thing is, it's like I've I haven't changed. You know, I, I was this way when I was 15. I was this way uh, at that day, and I'm that I'm that way now. And I, I think it's funny. You could probably just remember feeling so strongly about something and just walking into Vince's office. I'd been on TV for three months, four months. And I walked in and I was just basically like, yeah, can I talk to you? And he was like, yeah, sure, what's on your mind? And I just said, this finish sucks. It's it's terrible. Like nobody's, nobody's, it's doing nobody any favors, you know? And we have, we have something, we have an idea that gets everybody over and gives everybody a direction to go in. And here it is. Like, and in one night I'd be made and I'd have somebody to work with going forward and, you know, you can make Bobby Lashley and he has somebody going forward to work with and, you know, and he, he, I don't think he knew what to do with me. He just looked at me like, well, let me explain to you why we're doing what we're doing. And he gave me his, you know, explanation and I just, cool, like, well, it's your company. I just respectfully disagree. Thank you. You know? And then that I think that was the first time that uh, I was thrown in the doghouse, so to speak. How long were you? How long were you in the? I dog? think I think the next day on TV, like Bob Holly beat me <laughs> in like a short <laughs> amount of time. So is that what happens though? You go, you show up the next day to tapings or whatever, and you see the the, the matches, and you're like, oh god, and they, and then you know, like this isn't good. Yeah, but what are you gonna do? And then it must be such a weird feeling because, like, even right now, like, I'll watch the way certain storylines are going. And I think all of us, for example, Mark Henry, all of us, I think a lot of big wrestling fans were so excited because, like, out of nowhere, there's this great guy who's been around forever but becomes, like, the best heel I've seen in a long time. Like, a pure, really pure, scary monster that, like, is legitimately, you know, kids are like, boo, boo, right. I hate this guy. Yeah. And we, I know there was things with him with injuries and whatnot, but still, you kind of watch what's happening and you see match, 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 and you're like, oh, man, he's not going to be the same. He just inherently is going to be the same. And, and I wonder for a guy like him or for anyone else in that situation, when you show up, what that feeling is like to be like, man, this isn't continuing the way it was. Uh, well, I've always said that the uh, I've worked very, very hard. I think everybody's worked super, super hard to get to where they're at. I think staying there is infinitely harder, you know, because there's all kinds of behind-the-scenes stuff that goes on, and everyone has their 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 allies and their detractors. Um, yeah, I, I, it just never it never lasts for anybody, you know. It it, it really doesn't, and I think. I don't know it he got hurt I know that and like going back to the roster is so thin like he got hurt so I think he was gonna go away for a bit and you know it's just like okay we find out you're not as hurt you're not as, as hurt as we thought you know we still need you you know but now it's in this limited capacity and you know and yeah that obviously takes a little bit of the luster off the the his recent run which is awesome well again I know nothing I know nothing except what I feel like as a fan, but of course you know I'm, stuff. Come on. I, I'm watching and I go, well, listen, if he has the title at the time, which he did, and he's beat up, take him off TV with the title. It doesn't matter. The champion can always. God, you remember Ric Flair? Ric Flair would show up. 
He wouldn't have to wrestle at all. You can just show up with the title and be the champion. He had nothing to prove. He's Mark Henry. He's the world's strongest man. Everyone's in the Hall of Pain. He has nothing to do. And I felt like this chase where then we eventually see Daniel Bryan versus Mark Henry and Daniel Bryan eventually overcomes him at WrestleMania would have been an epic, epic moment. I do love the new Daniel Bryan character, but I think that still could have happened in time. Eventually, sure. Um, yeah. I, I, just, I, I was looking for that moment to see where Mark Henry as that monster would have lost at a major moment and it would have been really, really special. And I think those are the moments that we all crave. And you gave us one of those. The Money in the Bank pay-per-view was special. I mean, what was that? What was the energy like in Chicago that night? Because on TV, it was, I said, we were all sitting around. I, I rarely have like parties for an event, but I had like seven wrestling geeks over that night, right? And we're like, it felt like before a Tyson fight. Like when it showed the crowd beforehand, it had the energy of a Tyson fight, if That's you remember awesome. what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do know what you're talking about. What did yeah. it feel like in the arena when you came out in, in your hometown for that? Oh, it was crazy. It was it was crazy, you know? And it, it, it's one of those moments that is absolutely surreal. And I, uh, um, sometimes I get kind of, you know, weird talking about stuff like this but we're we're backstage and i think randy and christian were before us and uh the producers like to kind of write stuff down that you're doing so they can feed it to the truck so they can get the right camera shot mm -hmm. you know which is another thing that a lot of a lot of fans don't don't realize you know like there's there's a billion how many details have to yeah. happen to make everything work you know like it's a tv show it's it's a, it's a sports broadcast it's, it's live everything and um we, I mean, we had, uh, you know, from when, when, when Johnny Ace got involved and, you know, Vince and stuff like that, we'd obviously, we had that stuff mapped out and talked about, but we had about 45 minutes, uh, and they're like, what do you guys got? And Cena, Cena goes, talk to the guy, you know? And, you know, and I, I think I looked at, uh, Michael Hayes and I was like, we got nothing. And he's like guys i gotta i gotta get i gotta get something you know i got what what are you gonna blow and then we were like it's live what are you gonna do you know we're just gonna go out there and we're gonna see what happens you know and that i think those are the those are the best situations that's 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 old school that's the way they used to do it you know and it felt that way mission accomplished then. i remember you guys were grappling at the beginning like you were getting each other in holds and i was like whoa what is happening I, mind boggling I know, you know? And, it's like the, one of the first times i was given the, the 45 minutes and I went I don't think I need all that time but I'm sure as hell gonna take it you know like cause I think I'm much better I'm like the old school Greg Valentine you know you know he's not gonna get warmed up until about 20 minutes into the match so like <laughs> I finally was presented with that situation and I, I ran with it I had a ball it, and it was I, and so I, much fun and I, I wanna give props to John Cena because I could tell that he'd handed it to you there was a real sense that he knew it wasn't his moment that night and I, I really commended someone who's had the spotlight for so long clearly knowing when it was time to let someone else do it I thought that was very cool it was, it was you could feel it I love the CM Punk John Cena dichotomy I love it um, and it, here's another like you know behind the scenes thing. It's just like you know people want to. I, I think people want to kind of see that. But the reason you don't see that on screen is because it it very much is a business. You know, like uh, I'm the first guy to out you know sell him merchandise wise in I don't know how long. Like I mean he six years. I mean nobody's come close. Nobody's come close, and I beat him. You know, so it's just like you put the two guys together, the fans have to choose one. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And especially the little kids. And the little kids are going to choose John. 
hundred percent. So they had to keep us apart and they still have to keep us apart. But to me, as the old school wrestling fan who loves like good Bill Watts, UWF and like old school NWA and stuff like that. Like to me, the fantasy, the fantasy booking is, you know, John Cena in, in CM Punk. Cause to me, he's very, and I'm a comic book nerd, but to me, he's very much Superman and I'm very much Batman Two two good guys, so to speak. Very, very different though. And there's, there's a thing where, you know, Batman can kick Superman's ass, but like on paper, you would never, you would never think that. And it, I, I just think that's a hell of a story. I think it's very interesting, and I'm probably certain we'll revisit that. I was gonna eventually. say, as we end, I, I'm pretty sure we'll see that happen again one day. But uh, can't wait. It'd be fun. Hey, it was a real pleasure, and um, I'll see you down there at WrestleMania 28 in Miami, man. I'm looking forward to it. Cool. Thank you, buddy. No, pleasure's all mine. Ladies and gentlemen, it is. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the most wonderful time. Isn't that how it goes? Uh, you're, you actually got the tune wrong. It's the most wonderful time. Of the, and I'm Jewish, dude. <laughs> so God. am I. Apparent, evidently so. Are I'm, you're, an, I'm, an, I'm an honorary tribesman, yes. Is that Colt Cabana's doing? Uh, well, or many I mean, people in, in, in Shy. Paul, Colt, oh, yeah. Kelly Kelly. You know, oh, yeah, like, that's yeah. true. Yeah. That is That is really... The holy trinity of Jews in the wrestling in the wrestling. It is. It right is now. nowadays. Yes, those I'm, are the three people I look to for all my counsel. Kelly is really a queen of our, of our people. Yeah, I tried to like when she first got popping. And I found out she was Jewish. I tried to like push her to every place. Like she needs to be the face when people say Jewish woman. It's a picture of <laughs> Barbie blank. That's what you should see. Um, so punk. Are you used to this yet? Another WrestleMania weekend? Oh, absolutely. Big match. This is feels normal what is to this? you. What is this? Uh, my seventh? No. Man, I'm old. No, that makes me feel old. That you're already at your seventh. You're and still new. And there's guys on the card that have had... Yeah, I mean, I, I'm fighting Undertaker. He's been at 20 of these. 20 of you these. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm but, going, oh, I'm, this is my seventh one. But seventh, but, but when, you, when you look historically, that's something people haven't pointed out. With all the accolades holding the title for as long as you did... Not seven manias is a lot of manias. Yep. That's a good amount. I mean, let's to me, yeah. King Kong Bundy, I think, got like three. I think the average career in the WWE is like it's gotta be like three years. That's it. Seven. You're out the door. You are now, in my opinion, in the place of uh you'll always be in the top few guys in the company as long as you're active. Does that is that how it feels? Do you feel like this is you're in the spot? I never feel that way, no. You always no, feel like you I have always, to keep I always feel like every every Monday night I gotta go out there and I gotta earn my keep and I gotta prove and prove somebody wrong, unfortunately, that I you know, I, I, I belong at the top. Um, the last time I saw you you had the title and you were sort of the um, accidental favorite. I mean you were the rebel, you but everyone loved you. Since then, not quite as popular as you as you were at that no, time. No. Not quite as popular. You seemed like you wanted to be doing what you're doing now. Do you love being hated as much as you are? Yes, absolutely. So this storyline must be the ultimate for you because you just get to be gratuitous now. My my job is to to get you know people pissed off and and I be as disrespectful as I possibly can. Does it ever annoy you? I wonder about this. Does it ever annoy you when smart fans cheer you when they're supposed to be booing you? Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't annoy me so much. Uh, they. They pay a ticket, you know. They pay their money to see see us. And they can do whatever they want. So however they feel it fit to cheer or not cheer, yeah. you're okay with. Yeah. I always feel like, you know, when you're when you're a wrestling fan who thinks that you're smart and you're like, I'm cooler than everyone else who's here because I know more. I always found at first when I first started going to events all the time, I would find myself cheering for the bad guy and doing these sort of obligatory smart mark things to do. Right. Then as time went on, I was like, 
if I love what this person's doing, I feel like I'm contributing. I see if that, I'm booing, I see I'm, that school of thought. But no, it doesn't. It doesn't. You don't care one way or the other. Nothing. You're fine no, getting cheered. No. Yeah, I, as long as they're really loud, I don't care what they're doing. You do know? you do you feel like you were born to be in a different era? Yeah. Because I mean, I do. I, I say that all the time. I, I I always say I was born 20 years uh, late. Because you could have gotten. I mean, because I know you. You're you're the funny thing is you're not a loose cannon. But you have a little loose cannon streak in you, too. <laughs> I can be, I suppose, if like, I need to be. You're um, not the dude. You're sort of like, you know what you are? You're like back to the future. You're like Marty McFly. Like, <laughs> when anyone would say to Marty McFly, what was the line to Marty McFly? Chicken. chicken. Yeah, I nobody, feel like if someone calls you chicken. Nobody calls me chicken. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You would do anything. Risk the future if yep. someone calls you chicken. Yep. Uh, no, and I've had a lot of old school guys I, res I respect a lot, like Pat Patterson. You know, without me ever saying, you know, I've always felt like I'm kind of out of place. And just Pat was like, oh, man, I'd love to wrestle. I, I, me and you could have worked and made so much money together. Like, I wish I wish you were around 20 years ago. Did you, is it true that, uh, did, were the, was there a conversation with Taker where you knew you were going to be the guy? Because that, that was the word out there is that he's always seen you as one of those guys and as this old school guy. Um, was that a conversation that ever happened, or did they just give you the call like, "Hey, this is what's going on"? Uh, no, I mean, I, I I knew that was on the table pretty much because I, I knew where we were going with uh, Rock and John and all that, um, and I knew I needed something big after being champ for so long. You know what I mean? Uh, and really, the only thing that wasn't like kind of a drop down the card would be wrestling Taker. You know, uh, so but I there was concern about you know his health and all that other stuff. Um, but I, I you know. I don't buy into rumors, and I just go straight to the source. So I just, you know, just asked him, and you know, cleared it all up. What was Raw like that day? Uh, or I guess it wasn't Raw. I guess it happened after Raw. So whenever the next time when you guys all got together, while you're in the midst of the storyline, you find out that Paul Bearer passed away. What's that moment like? God, you know, I, I can't even remember where I was. I think it happened right after maybe one of our, our, our TV shows or. Or it happened on the weekend, or no? I think it was Tuesday night, or something like that. Yeah, that the word came yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, them. I mean, it, it's it sucked, but uh, you know, I, I kind of had a feeling that um, it was dumb luck. You know what I mean? Like, uh, obviously, I wish Percy was still with us, but like, I, I mean, I knew as soon as I heard, I was like, all right, we're gonna, we're probably gonna wind up doing something. Um, and I originally didn't, I didn't want anything to do with it. I, I in my mind, I was like. Uh, whatever they whatever they pitched to me, I'm not going to want to do it. Let me just just mean take her straight up, you know. Which I mean? you could have done, and that still would have. And then worked. I showed up in Indianapolis, and uh, both of Paul Bearer's sons were there, and like I had a long talk with them, and you know, and I was like, all right, I'm on board, because they were totally on board. And people who have known Percy um, since before they were in the business, somebody like uh, Michael Hayes. You know, Michael Hayes and him would go to, you know, shows together before they were both in the business. So he explained to me that, you know, Percy would love this. He would love that the entire three-hour Raw was dedicated to him with, with clips and all that other stuff. And, I, you know, I was I was on board then. Yeah, I, I from the beginning, I didn't understand why people got bent out of shape about it. I thought it was clearly a tribute to him. Um, but also, I'm going to tell you the truth right now. My favorite wrestling moment in the last, maybe since the last thing you did, maybe since the promo... And I don't even consider myself like a, I consider myself a big fan of yours and like a fan of you as a person. I think you're a cool dude. But I don't consider myself a super CM Punk mark. But now that I look back at the last few years, my favorite moments oft have been yours. Since the promo, the moment when you took the urn and as it happens, I'm watching with my friend who 
hasn't watched wrestling for years, and he's just watching me geek out. I'm like, oh my god, he's taking the urn to WrestleMania. Like he's taking the urn right now, <laughs> and this is what we're doing for the next month. Yes, like it, it gave me that old school feeling of like yeah. he's gonna have this in his hand. And I just like the, that moment when you come out and hit him with the urn. Not only did you attack him from behind, but the fact that it was with the urn was just such disrespect. Yeah. Such pure disrespect. I love it was just such a great moment. When a lot of people said, Oh, it was unnecessary, CM Punk doesn't need that heat. I was like, I don't understand you could say it you could say that. What do, what do they know? I don't, no, under, not, I don't understand. No one knows anything. They're always just babbling. But it is a fun con but nerds do have fun conversations. It is a fun conversation sure, to have. Sure. But is it is it cheap heat? Is it really cheap heat? You know what I mean? Like people it's say It's kind that, of the most authentic heat. People say get. that to me all the time and but but they don't know, you know, and, and this is this is my biggest problem with uh, the the so called fans and stuff like that. Like they, they they have these words in their lexicon that they read on the internet. From some someone like, else, from like Meltzer or something like that, and they use them out of context. They have, they have no idea what it means. You know what I mean? And I, I actually, uh, I, I said this to one of our writers one time. They said something like, "Oh, and then you're gonna do this, and then you're gonna get heat." And I said, "Stop! No, no, that's not how it." I said, "You don't even know what that word means. You have no idea what that word means." And these people run around and they're like, "Oh, he doesn't need to do this." And Paul Bear, you know, it's disrespectful and it's just cheap heat, and it's 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 not. You don't know what. You don't know what heat is. You don't know what cheap heat is. Shut the fuck up and watch the show. Well said. Thank you. Couldn't say any better. Um, I want to do two, two things. One, good luck. I'm excited about WrestleMania. I think... Luck is for losers. Well said. All right. Um, but I think I think you guys end up having the match of the night. That's my hunch. Not that it's a hard money to put on a taker match at WrestleMania, but I think that... I, I just think... We'll see. We'll see. Uh, you know, Physically, I like the way you guys match up. I'm weird about that. Like, people's body types and matches, I just feel like you guys look like it'll be a cool match. Well, hopefully hopefully it will be. You know, and there's, there's Don't fuck other- it up. Don't fuck it up though. There's some other matches on the card that have some bells and whistles, you know, like you, you have know. it, but it, but it is your night with Taker, right? You does that ever cross your mind? Like I'm the guy who screws up the tombstone at WrestleMania. I'm the guy who like there's you know what I'm saying? There's these things that are they have to happen. No, nothing doesn't nothing, ever cross your mind. Like God, I'm gonna no. figure out what it's like to be a winner one day. Not at all. Um, all right, for two minutes, let's do a quick break just for radio, real quick. You'll see, just upbeat, plug in, yada yada. Okay. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we are we are so turned up right now. It's WrestleMania 29, April yes. 7th. I would tell people to get tickets. Joe Villa, there are no tickets left, right? There are no tickets. Access. You get access tickets. All right, maybe on Sunday they may release some. My boy Joe Villa is telling me, but I don't want to be tickets. But if you are in the building or you're ordering on pay-per-view, you'll be looking forward to this man's match versus The Undertaker. My man CM Punk is here. Punk, what up? Hello. How are you? I'm excited. Um, WrestleMania. Yes, this is, this is your weekend. Yeah. It's my weekend. It's this, nobody else's weekend. This, this is, is the weekend of CM Punk. Now, the last time you came to the station, you were talking trash about Chris Brown. Yep. Is there anyone else, any other rappers, artists, uh, anyone in Hollywood maybe that you want a chance to spout off on right now? Because we're your megaphone if you want to do it. Oh, God, I don't know. You're putting me on the spot here. I'm focused on Undertaker. I'm focused on WrestleMania, so I really don't have any any time. Uh, no pop stars. I would love to slap Mel Gibson, but he's neither here nor there. Why, you know? why did Mel Gibson get a pass? I, he did, I don't know. Why does anybody get a pass? For the record, I just want everyone to remember, Mel Gibson used the term pack of N-bombs. I just want to be cl- pack is the word he used. A pack. And he's, he, Hollywood, he gets shout-outs in his speeches. People cry when they talk about yeah, him. Yeah, he's a dirtbag. And CM Punk, you know, We're you do anything. taking these people to task. I know, exactly. You're the man who takes people to task. Listen, make sure you check out CM Punk. Uh, it's going to be an incredible match with Undertaker this Sunday, WrestleMania 29. Uh, at the very latest, I'll see you at WrestleMania 30 in New Orleans. All right, I'll be there. CM Punk, Hopefully. ladies and gentlemen. Chicago, Maybe. stand up. Give a Chicago shout-out. <laughs> What's up, Chicago? Chicago, the best place on earth. Hey, come on, man. No, the best place. Name, name your favorite rapper from Chicago. 
uh, Kanye West. All right, safe answer. He went safe. <laughs> he went safe. <laughs>